0: Hey, what's up? How about this? Listeners, welcome back to another episode of How About This. And on this week's episode, Jordan and I go crazy as we take you for a ride into one of the most legendary and most fun fighting game franchises of all time. We're talking about something that really heated up when Jordan and I were in our teenage years and something that we grew up playing together. So sit back, relax, hit the tag button because it's time for the Capcom Versus series. Hello. How about this, listeners? And welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of How About This. We have a niche episode today. This is a very niche, rather, a very niche episode today. So it's a niche of a niche of a niche. Uh, So if you're not into this, we'll catch you next time where we talk about something probably a little bit more general. But today's topic is very much a subsection of a subsection of a subsection. It's not the smallest subsection within the subsection of the subsection. But it's definitely very specialized, and (laughs) uh, (laughs) before we get further into this, this is a this is an episode. This is a a very me-centric episode. I've been I've been trying to get this episode done for a while, but we kept pushing it off because there were more things that we should talk about before we get here. But this is a a, something that's actually very near and dear to Jordan and my my hearts. Uh, this is the thing we kind of grew up together with and something that we spent many, many, many hours with. So I got to call what it is. This is the ultimate tag team b- bout today. So my tag team partner, I hit heavy kick and heavy punch and he's in now and I'm out hanging out in the sidelines. The tag team partner, Mr. Jordan, Hugh, how's it going?
1: It's going well. And uh, to introduce my tag team partner, super fighting robot. That's Michael right. Stout.
0: You know, Amanda swears I'm a robot.
1: I've heard her say it to you, to your face. I know.
0: I know. It's kind of, you got to do what you can. uh, Well,
1: it's because men don't have feelings, Mike.
0: That is true. And I don't. I don't.
1: We are but but robots. We are.
0: Just robots. Robots, as they say. Sad robots. But on today's episode, we are talking about the Capcom versus series. So you all know we love Capcom. We talk about them quite a bit. They come up quite a bit.
1: When you told me we were doing this one, I swore, swore to myself. I was like. Haven't we done this episode? We haven't. How about this, listeners? Loyal listeners, we did did Capcom Slam Masters as part of Summer of Slam, which is a wrestling uh, episode. We did a Street Fighter episode. Yes. And then in the show from the hat in September, this past September, we very briefly did a Capcom versus featurette during show from a hat. But despite the fact that we bring up Capcom all the time, we've done like Resident Evil and stuff like that. We've never actually done a Capcom versus episode. So, ha, ha, take that.
0: That's why when we did the, the show from a hat, we kind of said, hey, some of these things that we pull out of the hat might actually end up being full episodes if we have good ideas. And I think we'll see that with like Pirates of the Caribbean. We'll see that with obviously Capcom versus. And the reason why I say it's a niche of a niche of a niche is because like video gamers are, are obviously it's a big umbrella, right? Video gamers are a big umbrella. Within- that was a Capcom reference. Uh, Yeah, definitely. It is. Uh, It's a giant umbrella corporation. It's a big umbrella for video gamers. A subsect of video gamers are fighting gamers, right? Fighting game players. Okay. And then a subsect of fighting game players are people who specifically specialize in the Versus series. So to give a little history here, the Capcom Versus series has been around since I want to say 1996. Street Fighter Alpha comes out in 1995. And then the next year, Capcom partners up with Marvel, which in today's day and age, today's day and age seems like it would never, absolutely, it would absolutely never happen because of how controlling Disney is over the property. Right. But in 1996, Marvel is actually in a very bad spot financially. Uh, About a year or so later, they will go bankrupt. So they were kind of throwing licenses around all over the place. And Capcom, for a time, had the marvel license so they created x-men children of the atom which is a really good fighting game i think that releases in 1994 then they have marvel superheroes which is another fighting game which is probably around that 94 95 era then they have street fighter alpha that comes out in 95 and in 96 is the first crossover game that capcom makes called x-men versus street fighter x-men versus street fighter was a big deal back at that point in time, because you had the Marvel characters that were already present, the X-Men characters that were already present in the X-Men Children, in the adding game. They added a couple extra characters. I think like Rogue and Gambit were added and they had them crossover with the Street Fighter characters. So X-Men versus Street Fighter is a great game. You have this roster of Street Fighter characters. You have this roster of X-Men. You can You, you, you do these tag team battles. It's a little bit more bombastic and over the top than your average fighting game. You have these giant super combos because you really need to embrace the comic book feel. And X-Men versus Street Fighter kind of takes off and it's a big deal. And then a year or so later, they, they do Marvel superheroes versus... Street Fighter, which is kind of like X-Men versus Street Fighter, but instead of just X-Men, it's a smattering of X-Men and other Marvel characters like Captain America, Iron Man, Spider-Man, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And then the big one hits in, I believe, 1997 or 1998, and that is Marvel versus Capcom. And Marvel versus Capcom is, it feels like it's, it's a total fever dream, right? It's obviously Street Fighter characters, but then you have Mega Man, you have Captain Commando, you have all these other non-Street Fighter Capcom characters mixed in with all these Marvel characters. So you have Wolverine, Spider-Man, Captain America. They even they finally put Venom in the games. And this was a giant crossover battle. And it kind of took the world by storm. And at this point in time, Capcom starts making like Capcom versus uh, SNK, which is another great series. It's a little bit more grounded than the Marvel or the Marvel versus games just because it's, it's it's you know, King of Fighters versus Street Fighter pretty much, right, which is really yeah. cool. That series kind of culminates in its gr- best game, which is Capcom versus SNK2, which is very, very good. But the game that obviously has everyone's attention ever Right, there's literal campaigns on the internet to fight to bring this game back. Is Marvel versus Capcom two? That's really right. the big one. There is a Marvel versus Capcom three. There is a Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. There's a Tatsunoko versus yeah. Capcom. So there's a that lot of these good. games. Yeah. That is good. Yes, there's a lot of these games. Uh, so we all, you know, I think your 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 and my, my experience is pretty much the same. But what's your experience with the
1: series? So. It's an enigmatic series because, as you mentioned, it's got kind of an inconsistent history. The, the first of any of these games that I played was the best one. It was Marvel vs. Capcom 2, which was definitely an us game. That was a go to Mike's house on a Saturday and play Marvel yes. versus Capcom 2 yes. until your fingers fall off. Yeah, so I used to think it was just nostalgia factor, but actually I've read articles and research for today's episode and it's like, no, everyone really likes that game and kind of agrees it's the best and has been agreeing on that for decades So whatever the unique exact magic, the animation, the way the moves work, the soundtrack, the feel of that game, the, the, you know, the energy of that game, that was like everything came right together, which is funny because it's not the first game in that series. It's the second one. And then they couldn't get it back because Marvel versus Capcom 3 is fine. I wouldn't even say good. I'd say fine. I've played it. It's fine. And well, Tatsunoko versus Capcom, which is not quite the same thing, is quite, quite good. That was like a... Uh, you bought that game for me, actually, for my birthday, yep. I think that's a like a hidden gem that literally is what people say about Tatsunoko versus Capcom is like, this is a hidden gem of a game more people should like this one. But other than Tatsunoko versus Capcom, it's really that and Marvel versus Capcom two for me in terms of enjoyment, in terms of anything I really like about these games, the specific roster of characters, the feel of the game, the energy of the game. So we talked about this in our Street Fighter episode and in our Mortal Kombat episode, but whereas you are a more technically proficient player and you enjoy fighting games, I'm much more casual. And this series like, really stroked the egos of the casual players because it was just like, this is just a toy bin. Just yeah. dump everything out, yep. mash yep. buttons, and have a fucking great time. And if it looks like you're about to lose, sub out for a much more powerful character that still has a full health gauge.
0: No, you're right. And these games work in that kind of arcade action I think they're much more suited to an arcade game especially because when it comes to like the versus series if you're a fan of either series or even one of them it'll draw you in like I love sure I love Capcom versus SNK 2 I think that game is actually unbelievably good you and I've actually played a bit of that game on the PlayStation I don't
1: know the SNK characters that well
0: yeah and I didn't either when I first started yeah. And because of that game, I actually went out of my way to play more of those King of Fighter games, and I've become a fan of the series ever since.
1: Yeah, the only thing I'll say before I get your yeah, go for it to this is one of the things I liked about Marvel vs. Capcom 2, other than just everything I already mentioned about it, was, as you said, you come in with the familiarity of knowing a couple of the all-star Capcom characters, the Street Fighter characters, and then you get the Marvel heroes, of course. But then... Because Capcom is smart and, like, these game designers are good, they're like, who can we sneak into this game? And the snuck-in characters become, like, the joy of the game. It's these characters from random games that you didn't really know about that become, like, some of your favorites. It's because of Marvel versus Capcom 2 that I know anything about. Uh, dark so- stalkers. Yeah. And then characters like fucking Amingo in that game, you know, who we've constantly mentioned. But even some obscure Marvel characters that I did not know a lot about when I started playing that game. I didn't really know who Blackheart was. No. Outside of like a playing card that I had from like a Marvel trading thing for Ghost Rider. Shumagorath that was probably the first time I'd heard of Shumagorath. Someone who's about to appear in Doctor Strange 2. Well, he's
0: not called Shumagorath. Oh, but, but
1: it, I mean, it is Shumagorath. Oh,
0: yes. Yes, exactly. I think, what are they calling him? It's like our. Gar- gargantos or something Gargantos. I
1: they don't have the rights to say the word shuma i guess i don't know yeah
0: you, you should pay for those
1: mike what is your experience in history with the marvel versus capcom series
0: so obviously played or, i'm lo- sorry the capcom versus capcom versus series, capcom not versus just series. marvel i apologize no, no not at all and i'm actually not pitching a, a marvel game nor am i my, my experience with the series dates all the way back to obviously street fighter 2 street fighter alpha i used to go to the arcade The mall by our house growing up had a great arcade, actually, probably from, I want to say, like 1995, 1996 through maybe like 1999 or 2000. The Broadway Mall in Hicksville had actually had an excellent arcade.
1: We Uh, we attended the same arcade before we were friends. We were probably there at the same time.
0: Oh, most certainly. Uh, Days off, weekends, you know, it was great. They always had like a million and one Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 cabinets. I'm
1: going to interrupt you. You know, sometimes I think what would be cool is at the end of your life, you get like a highlight reel. I'm sure this doesn't happen. I'm sure you just, you know, die. But it would be great <laughs> if you get like a highlight reel where it's just like you should get shown your whole life, like special edition. It's just like, here's all the people that became significant in your life that you had like a weird like brush up against them, like before you really met them. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? of course. Of Cause course. Because like, we grew up in the same town, but we didn't know each other until. Middle school, so I probably ran into Mike all the time because we have the same haunts: Blockbuster, the arcade, the same pizza place, the supermarket, all that stuff. You know?
0: Yeah, we definitely probably have cro- had crossed paths at some point. It makes it only makes all the sense. Yeah, uh, and that would be really funny to be able to like look in the time machine to see when we might have we yeah, might have crossed the way back paths. machine. Yeah, uh,
1: sorry, Mike, that. go ahead. The, the oh, arcade by I the mean, Broadway Mall. Yeah, please. arcade
0: by the Broadway Mall was just packed with arcade games. It was a lot of Ultimate Marvel Combat Three because that game was like the hottest thing at the time. But then eventually you got Street Fighter Alpha was in there, and Street Fighter Alpha was a big deal. And then I remember playing Marvel Superheroes. I was always a Spider Man fan, so any game where you could play a Spider Man is great. My brother was always a Wolverine or a Captain America guy, so we would go in and play play that game and really love it. And then I remember when X Men versus Street Fighter hit the arcade, and I was like, "You got to be kidding me! This is a thing!" <laughs> and I was completely blown away by it. I'm like, "Wait a second! I can play as as you know Cyclops and Ryu or Ken and Wolverine." This is great. I'm like, oh, man, if only they had Spider-Man in it. And then a year later, they yeah. go and release Marvel Super Heroes versus Capcom, which blew my mind. And then I was, remember I remember hanging out and talking with a friend. And I must have been like the last year of elementary school, my first year of middle school. And I was like, you know, I would love to see Mega Man in one of these games. And then one day we go to the mall and go to the arcade and they have Marvel versus Capcom. And I'm like, oh, you can play as Mega Man and Spider-Man in the same game. Well, this is amazing. <laughs> And I was introduced, like you said, to more of these Capcom characters. You know, Morrigan's in the game from Darkstalkers, Captain Commandos in the game from Captain Commando. So you're finally introduced to these. But I got really into this series on home console. Now, the PlayStation version of X Men versus Street Fighter, Marvel versus Capcom, and Marvel Superheroes versus Street Fighter aren't is not good. The PlayStation version isn't good. You can't tag people in and out. You play as one character, yeah. and then you can your tag team partner is just someone you call in to do a move. The Saturn version of these games is actually the arcade, like very, very similar to the arcade version. It's a much, much better version, but I didn't have a Saturn. So when the Dreamcast came out in 1999 and launched with Marvel versus Capcom, that was on my Christmas list of games that I needed. Mm-hmm. And then we played Marvel versus Capcom until our fingers fell off. Like I mm-hmm. still can feel the part of my thumb that was completely and utterly destroyed by the D-pad on the Dreamcast and then later that year, the summer of '99, or it might have been the summer of 2000. It might have been the following year. Marvel vs. Capcom 2 releases on the Dreamcast. Now I had not played Marvel vs. Capcom 2 in the arcade, really, but Marvel vs. Capcom 2 in the Dreamcast was was monumental. I remember getting it. It was the end of the school year, and we played it the entire summer because you had to unlock all the characters, and then it was you know it was amazing. And it was the first taste that I had in a video game with just like unlimited amounts of characters. Like Marvel vs. Capcom 2 at this point, I think it has like 60 some odd characters, which like by today's standards doesn't seem like a lot because I believe Street Fighter V has like 50 characters in it. Right, And that's lot. just yeah. a Street Fighter game, right. And even though Street Fighter in and of itself has sort of become like a Capcom crossover game because you've got characters from rival schools and Final Fight and all that in Street Fighter, but all those all those stories yeah. they mix, they're all the same. They,
1: they have an internal universe that yeah. Uh, yeah. crosses itself, which is fine.
0: I know I've read the comic books. Yeah. So <laughs> so when that came out, I was like, oh my God, like 60 something characters, this is crazy. They have two Wolverines. They have Iron Man and War Machine. This is nuts. So we played that like crazy. And then almost immediately, Marvel versus Capcom 3 was announced. And I remember seeing screenshots of Marvel versus Capcom 3 in magazines in like, you know, 99, probably 2000 rather, like late 2000, only to realize that it was actually screenshots from Capcom versus SNK 2. And when Mm -hmm. I worked at GameStop, that became a blood sport. We would play that at GameStop all the time and then i bought it for the playstation 2 and played it so and then i learned who the snk characters were And because of this i got into other fighting games like i played rival schools i played dark i played all these things it, it, it brought me into this whole fighting it's like my introduction of fighting games now i'm not the best fighting game player out there i'm not that great but i i, I certainly enjoy them i love the art like the art in fighting games is like the best and some of the marvel versus capcom art is so great seeing the capcom produced artwork of marvel characters is so very cool yeah
1: and it's i got a into style it's yeah. a great style
0: and i got into the series through obviously through the the marvel games through the expert for street fighter games and then i bought every crossover game they made after that and, and even street fighter cross tekken i bought and played a bunch of and i love like you said i love tatsunoko versus capcom that game was a huge influence Uh, and what i love about that game is it strips down the roster so it's not like a million characters there's probably only 20 something characters in it but each character feels unique and that's not something you always get in these games especially when they're trying to cram as many characters as they possibly can you'll see in my pitch that i will completely throw away all of my criticisms of the series to create the biggest roster ever, but that's fine. I love Tatsunoga versus Capcom. It's really one of the best reasons at this point to own a Wii or something that plays Wii games because it's locked because of licensing. It's locked on the Wii or you can play it on your Wii U if you have a Wii U. And it's a a game I really hope either gets a sequel or is somehow remastered for modern consoles. I think it would do very well. I think it's a very good fighting game. I think it's a very fun fighting game. I think it's one of the most underrated fighting games out there on the market, it brought in a lot of great Capcom characters that we've gone to go and see in later of the versus games. And I also happen to really love. It's not Marvel versus Capcom two, but I love Marvel versus Capcom three. I, I think, think Marvel versus Capcom three is
1: great. Uh, yeah, it's all right. Uh, I think part of the issue with Tatsunoko versus Capcom coming back or being relicensed or whatever is just that not through fault of that game. The game is great. It's just that right now those Tatsunoko characters are not that popular. No. Um, no. Not because they're bad characters. They're amazing characters. It's just they're clearly not pushing them to do anything now. But they're value characters. I'm sure they'll come back.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like the Tatsunoko versus uh, versus the well, I'm sorry. Just the Tatsunoko characters are in terms of like anime. They are like legacy characters, yeah, they're right? Great. They're just they're, they're, they're not great. doing anything right now. Yeah, but like can the eagle and these, you know, the uh, yeah. the Gachamon battle of Planets characters are excellent, but they're. They're very much like old 70s and 80s characters where I think there are other companies that Capcom could really work with now to, to really appeal to a newer, younger audience uh, than, you know, we old old men who play video games <laughs> hey. at this point. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things I've been playing the series for, I don't know, 20 some odd years. I, I have 25, 26 years at this point and I will buy the games as they come out. I get excited. Uh, even Marvel versus Capcom Infinite, which is a bad game, admittedly a bad game. Right. Yeah, even that, like that even that one I I bought and will play. So anytime they come up with something I'm very interested to see how they work and I'm always interested to see how they kind of craft the characters to fit the style of the game they're playing with so like capcom versus snk feels more like it's a capcom making an snk style game tatsunoko versus capcom now while the tatsunoko characters don't have fighting games that game feels like it's very indicative of the universe that the tatsunoko characters come from the marvel games feel like you know marvel stuff or when that you have like something like street fighter cross tekken Uh, They even make the Street Fighter games still play like Street Fighter, still play like Street Fighter 4, but there is a bit of the whole Tekken vibe and the juggling and things you could do technologically. Now, the best crossover of all time at this point is probably Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which has become like the crossover fighting game. You've got characters from SNK, Capcom, Sega, Nintendo, all crammed into this game, Namco, all this stuff. And... It's it's great, but I do think it's time, and I think that people appreciate the crossover as much as they do right now. I mean, Batman versus Ninja Turtles is a series of comic books. Right, it's a series. It's a it's a thing now where people would appreciate a new crossover. And while everyone wants a Marvel versus Capcom four, like a real true Marvel versus Capcom four that kind of feels more like two, uh, I think any crossover of of that kind of merit will work in this day and age. What do you think?
1: Uh, I think I think the crossover is important. I actually think I think what a lot of us are trying to recapture is the experience of playing Marvel versus Capcom 2 specifically, and then it almost doesn't matter what properties you cross. Yeah. Um, that yeah. might be like a shitty opinion, but I, I think it's true. Some of it is actually just the art style. Some of it is just the charm of it, because the deal with Street Fighter, and this is not me being critical. I love Street Fighter, and I think the newest Street Fighters are, are awesome is um, they do lose the charm of the 2D anime influenced animation because there was something sort of cute about it. And I think people that even played that game in a more hardcore way than we did appreciated the art style of it, yeah. the the sense of the aesthetic, the music. Uh, I, mean, I mean, a lot of those things were really very special. What I'm trying to say is I think you can actually smash any property together with Capcom within reason. I mean, we did serial characters for, for the, the <laughs> hat. If you have that art style on it, that lacquer, I think that lacquer is part of uh, what's important here, yeah. um, because I don't think people are playing the Capcom versus series for like the quality of the technicality of the fights. No, you know, it's not the most competitive game. This is just like the game you play for fun with your friends and your friend group. And everybody has like their characters that they're using for image crafting purposes. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, you know what, before we get into the pitches and I I agree with you fully, I do think that, that these, these games, while there is a, a competitive scene, I do think that these games do lean themselves more towards the fun of it all. I think, I think that's kind of the, the, there's a novelty in playing a team with, you know, you know, Mega Man, Wolverine, and and Deadpool, or Tron Bon, or something like that. So, sure.
1: It manages to even be less competitive than Smash Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, well. Because Smash Brothers seems like it should be even sillier, but somehow it's not. Somehow I think the Marvel vs. Capcom stuff is actually, I don't know, you know what? That's not fair. They both have a sense of fun, but I think there is more of like a grudge match feel in Smash Brothers that just isn't there with the Capcom versus. Oh, series. oh
0: the Smash, the Smash folks. That 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 they're out for blood, man. Uh, it's the I goofiest. Guess, yeah. It's the it's, goofiest, most toyetic fighting game on the planet, yes, and they are toy-edic. out for blood. Those dudes are none to mess with. It's it's actually pretty wild. So before we move on and talk about pitches, do you have like do you have like a go to
1: favorite characters in these series? My Marvel versus Capcom 2 team was pretty consistent. I played as Ken. Yes. Ken was like my mainstay. I know all the moves character and I like to use him. So I usually put Ken up front. The other two changed around a little bit, but it was almost always uh, Baby Bonnie, yeah, as a second character, Baby Bonnie Hood from Darkstalkers, who was like a variety type character, where like you didn't know what the fuck she was going to do next. And then the third, which I kind of would sub out rather a lot. Uh, I occasionally used uh, Cammy was a character yep. I used rather a lot as my third, mostly because you would often play Guile and Cammy had good answers for that. I don't know who else was. I played a lot of weird thirds. I mean, you know, I think that was really my main team. It was like Ken, Cammy and Baby Bonnie was like a team I used a lot.
0: I remember. I remember it all very, very well. Uh, I've, I, Wait, you let know. me see if
1: I remember your team. Let me see if I've got this. I believe it was Sh- Spider-Man, of course. Of course. Spider-Man, Guile.
0: Guile a lot, yeah.
1: And then you had a rotating third that was sometimes Ryu. Yeah,
0: yeah, sometimes Ryu, sometimes, sometimes Ken. Oh, wait,
1: I'm sorry. I remember who my rotated third was. I would sometimes use, cami I would sometimes use um, Captain America was my rotating yes. third. yeah, so, yeah. Weirdly, I don't know why. Yeah,
0: it's such, I, I think that Charging Star is a really, a really good move.
1: It was. Uh, no, so you were Spider-Man, you were Guile often, or Ryu, and then Wolverine a lot.
0: Yeah. Every now and again, you got to throw in a Wolverine. I like the Metal Claw Wolverine. I'm not crazy about Bone Claw Wolverine. In Marvel vs. Okay. Capcom 2, it just showed how, how how important a character Wolverine was in those days because they had two of them in Marvel vs. Right. Capcom 2. Uh, it's pretty ridiculous. But yeah, no, those are my go-to. Spider-Man's always going to be in there. No matter what Marvel game I'm playing, it's always Spider-Man. Spider-Man, I love a good Fireball character. I love a good Ryu. But I'm also, I've been a Guile fan since I was a kid, a little kid. Uh, you know, he was my, like, really my second Street Fighter character. My first Street Fighter character ever was probably Blanca. Uh, which should show from all of our artwork that we use. We are we love Blanca we as do, you already know. I st- I still love Blanca. I, I made the switch to Guile uh, early on because I used Blanca because you could do that electric thunder like all we the all time. That.
1: that was like the first move everybody learned as a kid.
0: It's the easiest move to pull off, so of course you do it constantly. And then I switched to Guile, and I've played Guile a lot in a lot of games. Uh, actually, Guile's like for a while was a top tier character in Street Fighter V, which uh, which is crazy. But I think the Daigo Umahara, uh for, for a while was using Guile. But the best characters of Marvel vs. Capcom 2, oddly enough, are Magneto, Storm, and the Sentinel. So right. that's is the that characters. that Statistically,
1: yeah. those are the best ones?
0: Those are the characters that everyone wants. And the, the fan base uh, was, you know, when Marvel vs. Capcom Ultimate came out, the fan base, even though they made, I think they made a character that operates like Magneto. Uh, the fan base was just like, no, 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 we want we want Magneto. There's a reason why we want Magneto. We won't rest until we have Big Daddy Mags. So um, it's, it's wild that that's the case. But now that yeah. Disney has all these characters God. back, we might see uh, another Marvel vs. Capcom game come out of the woodwork sure. with these characters.
1: Do you think they made Sentinel, Magneto, and Storm specifically powerful on purpose, or they did not realize what they were doing?
0: I think when you have 60-something characters in a video game, It's real hard. It's real hard to to try to figure out how to make that work. And I think they just they just they probably combo well together. Someone who has more fighting game know how and fighting game experience could really probably open our eyes to how this operates. But sure, it's one of those things where I think it's just the combination of the characters, how the characters work. Like Magneto is just fast and strong, and he's got great range. Sentinel takes up half the screen, has all these crazy moves. And I think Storm just has like absurd mobility. And that just happens to be like the best team to use in in Marvel versus Capcom too. Yeah. A game well, that introduced I, Cable, by the way, which was cool.
1: Right. Well, I think what you're kind of uh, getting at here too is that this was maybe one of the first game series that introduced the tag team dynamics in a way that mattered, where it was like, hey, don't just pick your three favorite characters, though, of course, you could do that too. You should pick a good, sophisticated rock, paper, scissors to what your opponent might be playing, right? Or three characters that, as you said, uh, work well together because they make up for each other's weaknesses and you know when to sub out characters. So this is where the game does get a little bit of its strategy and where it does become a little bit more sophisticated, speaking in terms of technical stuff. Yeah. Because even though it maybe wasn't the most sophisticated game in terms of like technical maneuvers and gauges and things like that, it was sophisticated because it was like, oh, I've got this character down to low health, I know they're about to do something crazy. Let me sub out for this other character that handles this well. So that that was something that was a little bit more surgical.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it is a game that is very famously known for 100 percent combos. There are character combinations and combos. And I've watched Justin Wong, who's always been like the best Marvel versus Capcom two player. He's on the other. He's on the receiving end of the Ken full parry combo in <laughs> Street Fighter three. Yeah. Justin Wong, who is probably one of the greatest American fighting game players ever, watched a lot of his videos of him getting the worst teams to 100% combo with and he figures out how to do it with everyone but it's, some of them are much easier <laughs> than others and he even looks at it, it's like why you guys do it to me they're like they always throw Jill Valentine at him because I don't think Jill Valentine combos well with anyone yeah no it's one of those things where it's just like you're right and characters like Magneto, Storm and Sentinel probably just combo really well together and it, it, there right. is that level of sophistication
1: which is bad that those three work well together I'm just saying you would want some kind of synergy between maybe some characters that at least had something ideologically to do with one another. I don't know.
0: Yeah, like I would. Maybe I'm I, asking
1: for too much. I, don't I
0: mean, Magneto and the Sentinel on the same team. I can believe That's that. If
1: no, it, it no, I can. can.
0: Yes, I can because Magneto could control the Sentinel.
1: Oh, I guess. You I know, know
0: what I mean, because that's happened, right? Where they're... I
1: actually, I see mags and storm like maybe like common enemy type thing against, against the, the
0: sentinels. sentinels. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
1: know, but you know what, Mike? You know what it comes down to as as per hero clicks. You know, I love a theme team. I love oh, a of theme course,
0: team. I love a theme team. Who doesn't? So let's get in the pitches, man. What do you got for me?
1: I have a very short. Uh, I have the junior pitch, as we would say. I like right? a junior pitch. Am I going first with the junior pitch?
0: Go with first with the junior pitch.
1: How about this?
0: Ooh, let's go crazy!
1: It's over and you know it. As I mentioned earlier, uh, you could basically Capcom versus anything so long as you had the style of mbc 2 Yes. So... I'm pitching a game very much in the style of MBC2. I want you to imagine that art direction and style for this. And then I want you to, of course, because it's a Jordan Hugh game, add a horror aesthetic to it. Oh, maybe. It's all horror edition, right? Uh, Now, you could go a lot of ways with this. But what I'm actually doing is I'm making Capcom versus Castlevania. Oh, yeah, I love that. that is the game. So Castlevania, famously, it's a Konami property. And at first, I was just kind of like we could just do Capcom versus Konami and do studio versus studio. Yep. Which is something fun. Other people have suggested that in the past. And obviously, there's a lot of great Konami stuff we could throw in there. That's up for consideration, but just for this game, Capcom versus Konami, here are some ideas. They're a little disjointed, and this is not maybe as prepared a pitch as it should be, but you'll get the idea. This is maybe not as prepared a pitch as uh, as it should be, but you'll, you'll get the idea. So I wanted something that was akin to like a horror fighting game, and my first thought was like, well, I'll just do a Darkstalkers pitch. But then I was like, no, this is like supposed to be a Capcom versus show. All of the Darkstalkers characters are Capcom. And I was like, well, let's, you know, let's involve more than just that here. So I thought our setting for this would be Castle Dracula, uh, famously of of Castlevania. And just like the Castlevania series basically takes place in and around that castle, famously, this whole fighting game takes place in and around that castle. And as you're fighting your way through it, you're fighting through Castlevania essentially as a fighting game instead of as a 2D side-scrolling Metrovania uh, adventure. I like this. Yeah, so we can talk rosters or at least characters that are involved. So I wanted to have some of the home-based characters from Capcom come along for the ride. So it wouldn't be all just Castlevania characters, even though I guess that could be fun as well. So chief among them, of course, you want the Darkstalkers characters because they're already playing into a horror theme here. And this, of course, includes Morgan, it includes, you know, Baby Bonnie. It includes, you know... <laughs> All of their ridiculous monster characters from the mummy to Frankenstein to everything else, which they all have their their sort of cutesy names for, which we've mentioned on this show before. So we're bringing all of them along. We're going to bring several of the Street Fighter characters along as well. I think I never really wanted to do a game without Ryu, Ken, Chun-Li, and Guile, just because yeah. they always felt like the core four to me. And they were all an important part of Marvel vs. Capcom 2. But I wouldn't mind including maybe as many as all of the original Street Fighter 2 Turbo characters. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. And this game's storyline is super, super loose. We don't have to justify, like, I don't know why, you know, Sagat or Dalsim is at Castle Dracula or something. You know, nothing against bald guys. <laughs> 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 they're all you no, know, they're they're all there to fight Dracula, basically. It's Dracula's fighting tournament. He might as well be Shao Kahn. You know, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just it's just what's going on that day. Um, and then of course we have the Castlevania characters who, for the first time in this game, actually almost for the first time, some of these characters have appeared in fighting games. You would bring in mainstay Castlevania characters. So, you know, there are like a two dozen Belmonts to choose from. I think the the go-tos are usually Simon and Trevor. Yeah. Um, Simon, Trevor,
0: and Richter, typically. You, you,
1: you're very correct. I'm sorry. Simon, yeah. Trevor, and Richter. So I, I would include all three with different weapon types, yeah. um, not just the whip. You know, you would obviously include Alucard. You would include Dracula, even though he's a boss character. You would include him as a playable thing because they've always included Akuma in the past. You know, in they those always characters. Have. You there's a lot of really cool female characters to choose from that series. Um, you could go with the newer characters or you can go from like the reinvented newer characters like you could pick charlotte or maria yeah. go with lenore which i think is something you know more classic yeah there's also like fun random characters you can throw in you can throw in like pumpkin yeah, <laughs> you know, as a as a playable character, you could throw in Sonya Belmont if you want to go that way. But there's literally dozens of playable characters from the Castlevania series that I think would be fun, would match well with the Darkstalkers characters and would have fun with the Street Fighter characters. So I think that's all good. The only Capcom characters I don't think I would really let into just this one just because of aesthetics is I, I don't think I this is not the game to like swing in like a Captain Commando or something. No, like no, no. I think that's um, way too much. I, I Well, then I think it just starts to lose its focus. And even the Street Fighter characters that are included, I kind of want the Street Fighter characters like almost as if they're starring in a movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So it's Ken, but like he's wearing like a black gi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or it's Ryu, but he's wearing like his dark gray gi. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But she's like in the, the black outfit. Yeah. You know, so it, it's got that flavor to it. I thought what would be a cool like playable mode, right, would be like, oh, put a black and white skin on the game. Yeah. Like with like a film grain, mm -hmm, play it in a black and white film grain with like a little bit of like a gauzy lens. So it looks like a uh, 1930s classic horror or, or you could keep it in color and it could almost look like a, like a hammer horror, but like a a cheaper version of that. So I think that would be cool Uh, soundtrack. But again, you want that two dimensional animated style and you still want it to be fun. Yeah. This is a weird sideways reference that probably zero listeners will get. Maybe just you, Mike. I'll get Um, it. There is a slot machine, a powerful, popular slot machine called Monster Slots. Uh, So if you go to casinos in Atlantic City now or probably your your random casinos that are peppered throughout, uh, at least I've seen them on the East Coast, there's a, a slot machine. I think it's called Monster Slots. I might be getting the name wrong where you basically fight in the slot machine. The story of the slot machine game is that you're fighting the old universal monsters. It plays like clips of their horror movies as like you like scale up the, the, the challenges through the through the slot machine game. And it has like a weird fun energy to it, like almost like a rock and roll energy. So if I can combine that with like black and white horror and also get kind of like this fighting game sense to it, I think there is something there that is fun. Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, and something there that is is really, really playable. Also so, like... Um,
0: the, yeah. the Castlevania music in general is very rock and roll monster. Yeah, it's very, you know, rock and roll horror monster. You know, it's it's great stuff. And that's like two music two like blending of 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 music styles, which is like amazing. Like because the Street Fighter music is obviously unbelievably good. And so is the Castlevania music. And the fact that they've never done any of this is is stupid.
1: Yeah, I agree. And then the only other thing I would mention for this is almost as like a little bonus stage or between the levels or something is um. I didn't realize Capcom actually uh has the license for Ghosts and Goblins.
0: Oh, yeah, that's that's one of their characters. That's one of their yeah. main games. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I didn't know that. I always thought Ghosts and Goblins was someone other studio. I clearly wasn't paying attention. I was like, this is another game that's just like cool if we can get this in somewhere, either including some of those characters in the roster or just doing like you get through like a fun little Ghosts and Goblins mini-game. But that's actually a funny thing to say because that game is so hard, so hard. Um, so I don't know how fun the mini game would be. Like, what we would be doing?
0: Ghost and goblins is ghost and goblins and ghouls and ghosts. Both of them are so incredibly difficult. They are yeah, like very hard, in, infuriatingly tough.
1: They are, and the only reason why I know that is in quarantine, uh, in like the, during the high pandemic, I was playing a lot of Cuphead. Yeah. And I, as you know, I told you a lot about this. I was playing that, enjoying it. I beat it. It was like the first really, really, really hard game I'd played by myself in a while and like was even going back and trying to like get better scores and stuff like that. And then I had remembered, I was like, oh yeah, Ghosts and Goblins. I remember being really really hard. I bet I could play that. Still couldn't do it. (laughs) still couldn't do it even with like having been like steeled by Cuphead.
0: And they even made a new Ghosts and Goblins recently. That's also very difficult. It's just... There are still hard games out there and and sure. Ghosts and Goblins just never got easy. I, I,
1: I dig it. It's kind of like for Cuphead or for Ghosts and Goblins. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's almost like the difficulty is the point. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is kind of nice.
0: We're in a place now where there's, because there's stuff like Dark Souls and Cuphead, there are hard games for people that want to play difficult games. And I think actually even Metroid Dread kind of fits into that into yeah. that realm just because people want that stuff now. While there's a whole bunch of games that yeah. have great accessibility and a lot of ease, and that's great too. There's always going to be that fan base that kind of wants something that's really challenging and yeah. ghost and goblins is never fun. No,
1: <laughs> it's that, and fun. there's a, there's a satisfaction there. So I know I'm I'm kind of being cheap because the last time we spoke about this, we did our street fighter episode and I pitched street fighter zombies, which I guess is a little in a similar vein to this.
0: Yeah, but you like horror, that's fine.
1: Yeah, well, I, I was thinking on that, and you could even, listen, I, I'm sure the listener will not do this, but you could go back to my old Street Fighter Zombies pitch and even sort of combine it with this maybe, or I'll tell you what, because Capcom has the Resident Evil license, I, I think this is a great home for Jill Valentine. Yeah. Uh, this is a great home for for Leon and for the other Resident Evil characters with this animation style. So. Yeah. Consider this roster full of Castlevania characters, the Darkstalker characters, the Resident Evil characters, and then you can kind of pick and choose from your Street Fighter roster as as needed. But that is Castlevania versus Capcom.
0: I like that. And it's got it's got that nice alliteration. Yeah. Yeah, we all we love some good alliteration. That's beautiful. I love that. That's a that's a lot of fun.
1: Well, thank you, sir. Mike, I want to hear your pitch. Okay.
0: So how about this? Give it to me. I, I, it took me a while to really like kind of sit around and figure out what I was going to talk about today because I've I've had a million and one ideas on this topic because when you're a big fan of a series like the Versus series here, you're always like, oh, what could we cross it over with? And then Jordan and I play Heroclix and that has a really beautiful crossover yeah. kind of vibe to it as well. And there's just so much good stuff. And, and, you know, originally I was like, wow, Street Fighter versus Final Fantasy would be really cool. Capcom oh, yeah. versus Square Enix would be really cool, and then I got started thinking. I'm like, "Capcom versus Square is just a bunch of Final Fantasy characters because you know there's like 13 or 14 lead characters of those games. Sure, though that is good. no, good. it is good. It it's, is good. still a good game. There, the roster would have to be super bloated. And then It'd I started be like think, 100
1: character roster.
0: Yeah. Exactly, and then I started thinking about Capcom versus uh Guilty um Guilty Gear versus Street Fighter. Capcom versus Guilty Gear, and Guilty hmm. Gear is another. Uh, fighting game franchise that's in the vein of street fighter king of fighters all that stuff and it's really great stuff and i was looking at the team that develops it and it's arc system works who does an amazing job they do BlazBlue, blue and then they do uh guilty gear the newest guilty gear i think it's guilty gear strive is actually very 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 good um okay. and just a really good series and I was looking around and I'm thinking of, but I really love Tatsunoko versus Capcom. There was something about yeah. those characters, these anime characters from the 70s and 80s that just jumped right up off the screen. They it felt pop. like they, they really were playing. Pop. They really pop. Those they work well. Pop. Yeah. And then it got me thinking and I'm like, as much as I would love to have a Square versus Capcom team where I can play as like, you know, you know, Guile and Tifa versus... Cloud and and Rio uh, as much as I would love something like that and it would be Suplex City (laughs) I I think I think that's something I need to to bake a little bit longer before I get into that. But this is this is this next pitch is an absolute dream. I was looking into guilt, uh, like I said, I was looking into Guilty Gear, and Guilty Gear is developed by a company called yeah, Arc I, System
1: Works. I, I don't know Guilty Gear that well. I have like an image in my mind of what that is, but that's it's quite an older it's, series. It's point, it's been right?
0: around for a while. Yeah, it's been around yeah. for a while. It's, so it's specifically very much a rock and roll style fighting game. Like a lot of the okay. characters are named after like rock and roll. Uh, music stars, it's, you know, heavy guitars and it's great. It's, uh, it's got this great anime style. It's really nice. It's really harkens back to the classic, you know, 2D anime influence fighting games of like the 90s and the early 2000s. Yeah. And those games are developed by a company called Arc System Works. Now, Arc System Works also worked on another series, another game uh, that is actually published by Namco. And I didn't realize that Arc System Works, the Guilty Gear people actually worked on this game. And I was like, well, there we have it. And it's an idea that I've been throwing around for years. Arc System Works also develops Dragon Ball Fighters. Now, Dragon Ball Fighters is essentially a three on three tag team fighting game starring all the Dragon Ball characters. Awesome. Which, if you look at it, it looks like you're playing the show. It's unbelievably
1: good. I, I have seen it. It looks great.
0: It looks unbelievably good. It's amazing to how good that game looks. And then I was just like, let's just go one step further. So, to all the weebs out there and all my friends who are in anime and manga and all this stuff, it's time for Jump All Stars versus Capcom. Oh my God. So, we're going to, I looked at the entire Shonen Jump and Jump Comics catalog. I looked at the entire Capcom catalog and I'm like, these two are like peanut butter and Nutella, man. Get out that bread, get it nice and toasted and smear it all over it because this is the type of game I want. Capcom has the right flavor to mix with Shonen Jump and Jump Comics. Ridiculous stuff. Just to give you an idea, for those of you who are like, "What the heck is shown in Jump Comics?" These are just a smattering of the stuff that came out of Jump. Dragon Ball, obviously Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, One Piece, Yu Yu Hakusho, Veroni Kenshin, Bleach, My Hero Academia, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Demon Slayer, Fist of the oh, North Star, God. Death Note, yeah. Jujutsu Kaisen. It's pretty much every shonen anime that anyone has ever watched.
1: This is a 1000 character roster.
0: Um I have I have it currently at 76.
1: That's really reasonable. Really
0: actually. reasonable based on the amount of characters. I could easily get it to 100 and with DLC maybe somewhere down the line and Skullomania obviously.
1: Yep, main character again.
0: Main character. Um obviously and we we will get to 100. But <laughs> I wanted this to represent, you know, I wanted to have a nice a nice listing of characters from each series and I wanted it to be kind of like this this is after I saw Dragon Ball Fighters I'm like why this is essentially Marvel versus Capcom why are these two not together Namco who published uh, Dragon Ball Fighters Namco and Capcom get along they've yeah. made games together there's there's Capcom characters in and Smash Brothers Ultimate who Namco had a hand in making Smash Brothers Ultimate we've had Street Fighter versus Tekken so it's time to bring the two together and it's time to follow in the lineage This is more in the lineage of a Tatsunoko versus Capcom, where you're dealing millions of points of damage that mean absolutely nothing, and it's just a a ridiculous, over-the-top nonsense video game. I want online play. I want three-on-three fights. I want story mode, arcade mode, survival mode. I want... Modes where you have to, you know, figure out how to move, do all the moves, your training modes and all those stuff and trial modes for characters. I want online play. I want this whole not. I want all this nonsense boiled down into a brand new game. Obviously, it would be on the PlayStation five and probably whatever Xbox or PC is running. And the idea of the game, because this game's for some reason, have a story and who doesn't love a good story (laughs) mode in a fighting game? Sure. (laughs) Obviously, the main bad guy in this game starts off, it's Sigma. Sigma is always the main oh, bad guy oh, in naturally. these games. He's clearly the most evil robot that's ever existed. Right? Sigma has been traveling through different worlds because that makes sense. So Sigma finally learns about, while traveling in his travels, like Vegeta, season one of Dragon Ball Z, he finds out about these Dragon Balls. And he can summon this <laughs> ultimate dragon, to give him whatever his wish desires. So Sigma gathers from Dragon Ball GT, which is a terrible show, but who cares? He gathers what they call the Black Star Dragon Balls, which summons a more evil version of of Shenron. So he he summons Omega Shenron, Ultimate Shenron, and his wish is to be the most powerful thing across the universes. Okay. So obviously... Omega Shenron fuses with Sigma. Oh,
1: and yes. we have this a big a...
0: evil dimension eating dragon robot.
1: This when Jafar becomes the genie.
0: Exactly. So now we have ultimate Sigma <laughs> is not looking to just destroy one world. Ultimate Sigma is looking to destroy these two worlds of Capcom and jump. And what happens is, is these two groups of people get together to fight and to ultimately destroy ultimate Sigma. And while we can get into the weeds on how stupid the story is, I don't really care.
1: No, I I don't think it's any stupider than any other fighting game Marvel vs. Capcom
0: Infinite fused together Ultron and Sigma to make, I think, Ultron Sigma, I think was the name of the character. And it was great. It was stupid. It worked for the game. And that's who you fought at the end. You fought this giant Ultron Sigma robot. But let's get down to the roster. Like I said, I've got a roster of... 76 characters so i'm going to try to go through them very very quickly obviously street fighter is your basis for capcom in here because they're always the basis they've been the fighting in characters since you know the late 80s
1: it would be really a shame to not have them that's even why they didn't fit in my game but i had to put them in
0: exactly you need the street fighter characters they have to fit so obviously you know you have ken and ryu from street fighter one right the original street fighter then you have chun li and guile and blanca From Street Fighter 2, obviously we include Blanca
1: because he's our favorite. Must have Blanca, must have Blanca, hat Blanca.
0: Mm -hmm. And for you, because you know, I know who you like to play as. I I was like, we're gonna put Cammy in from Super Street Fighter 2. Then we're gonna put Akuma in. We love Cammy, who doesn't? And then we're gonna put Akuma in from from uh, Street Fighter 2. And then and then we start getting into Street Fighter 3, so we need some representation there. So we've got Alex and we've got Dudley from Street Fighter 3. Nice. I want to bring in Luke from Street Fighter from Street Fighter 5, but he's also going to be probably the lead character of Street Fighter 6. By the time this airs, we'll probably have seen Street Fighter 6 because it's about to debut possibly today. Probably tomorrow, oh, okay. so we might see Street Fighter Six. So Luke seems he's the newest character they've added to Street Fighter Five. So it seems like he's going to be the lead in Street Fighter Six, possibly as kind or- of like the new the what the new okay. Street Fighter has to bring.
1: He's the, he's the new face of the series. Okay.
0: Yes, kind of the new face of the series. Uh, I threw in my my current favorite Armika, who is going to be from Street Fighter you Alpha. Love Armika, she's, she's great. Everything you pitch for this, uh, yeah. always, always. I've got C Viper from Street Fighter Four because she's bad, an awesome bad. That. Bad, but hey, you gotta have her in there.
1: I you gotta have character some character design. I hate that character design. Hey,
0: hey man, sorry. <laughs> we'll try to switch it out for someone else. Uh, maybe you want me to put Hakan in from Street
1: Fighter Four. I love Hakan. I love an oily boy. <laughs>
0: all right, we're gonna we'll put the oil boy in there. We'll put yeah. uh, the the uh, Turkish oil wrestler. No, in. No, you
1: keep C Viper. It's fine. Uh, do you have any of the Alpha fighters?
0: Uh, yeah, no, you have. You know, um, obviously you have like Ryu and Ken and all them. So what are you saying, like, uh, like Cody or Guy or.
1: I feel like Alpha gets the shaft like a lot. Like yeah. I feel like they're like, oh, those guys are from Alpha. Don't include them. <laughs> you know. Oh
0: uh, well, this. I mean, Gen is in a lot of stuff. You know, Add On is in a lot of stuff. Obviously, you know, Cody's and stuff and guys and stuff. But so are they
1: in your stuff?
0: Yeah, I put Guy and Cody in here. I also have Mike Hager from Final Fight in there I as well. Hager. Who doesn't love some Hager? Um, I got Mega Man, just straight up Mega Man, not Mega Man X, just regular Mega Man. I got Zero. From Mega Man Sweet. X, because who doesn't love Zero? And while Sigma's a boss, I don't want to make him a playable character. So instead, newcomer to the series, Vile.
1: Oh, that's really Vial. cool. I was, oh, uh, that's, that's a good include.
0: Got to include a little Boba Fett. Every game
1: needs a Boba right. Fett. Yeah, so just straight up Mando. Yeah, just Playing straight up game, Mandalorian,
0: man. purple Mandalorian. I put in Tron Bon from Mega Man Legends because nice. I'm a giant Tron Bon fan. Jill Valentine from Resident Evil. Leon yep. Kennedy from Resident Evil 2.
1: Yeah, Jill and Leon are, are good characters, and I, I like to see them in these games.
0: I, I took Chris Redfield out, but we could put uh, him back Chris, in.
1: Chris is also good. I, I, I kind of meant any of the four. It would yeah, be
0: good absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I put in Wesker. From yep. mm-hmm. Resident Evil because he's obviously awesome and people love him. Put in Beautiful Joe from Beautiful Joe. He's just a one and done from so that series. Weird looking. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. such a weird character, but he he fits the thing. I put in um Amaterasu from Okami.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, then Dante from Devil May Cry, V from Devil May Cry five, and then from Dark Stalkers. I've got BB Hood from Darkers hey, 3.
1: Darkstarkers.
0: He's from Dark Dark Stalkers three, better also known as Vampire Savior. Uh, we've got Morrigan, Dimitri, and Felicia from the first dark stalkers game.
1: And then Alicia has a following of her own for the wrong reasons. Yes,
0: for well, it depends on who you talk to Actually, or not maybe the, for
1: the right reasons. Who am yeah, I to judge?
0: Yeah, who are you to judge? You can't judge I'm anything. I'm sorry you I apologize. judge. No, that's fine. Uh and then from from uh, rival schools, I put in Batsu because I think I loved him so much in Tatsunoka versus Capcom. I want to see Batsu again. I put in Sakura from Rival Schools, which will get confusing down the line and I'll explain why I put in Akira from Rival Schools as well, because I'm a big Rival Schools fan. Strider from Strider's here. Captain Commando, because you can't have a Capcom versus game in, of this ilk without Captain Commando. Oh, cool. I put in uh, the Monster Hunter from Monster mm-hmm. Hunter. Arthur from Ghosts and Goblins. Phoenix Wright from Phoenix Wright, say to Saturni. Frank West from Dead Rising. And last but not least, for both of us, he's only in one game and he's only in Marvel versus Capcom Two. He was created for that game. And it's a mingo.
1: A mingo. Bless your heart.
0: I, I always have to include a mingo in this in, in th- these games.
1: I think you have ever I think you have at least one character from every major Capcom franchise.
0: That's kind of what I tried to do here. I wanted yeah. to have like at least one character from every franchise, just so there was a, a good amount of representation. Um, right. I also did lean on putting more women characters in these games because these games tend to be light on women a lot of the time. And um, you'll see that in jump, actually. You'll see in jump a lot. It's Shonen Jump. So, for those of you who don't understand Japanese, Shonen is it literally means teenage boy. These are comic books written for teenage boys. So, a lot of the characters, unfortunately, are 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 men. Uh, they're male characters. So, I wanted to include some more some more women uh, on the roster because hey, listen, you know, you can't just have a whole bunch of. Am I wrong here? No,
1: you're not. You're not wrong.
0: You're not wrong, Mike. That's actually one of the one of the biggest complaints of Smash Brothers is there's not enough there's not enough women characters in the game. So, it's very nice that. I wanted to include some more of that, so that's why we see, you know, characters like like Cammy and BB Hood and Jill and and uh, you know Morgan and Felicia and uh, Sakura and Akira and all that stuff. So then we're gonna go over to Jump and we're gonna go take a look at the Shonen Jump comic books from Dragon Ball. I have Goku obviously he's going to be the poster boy you know the poster boy the poster of this game right in in my wildest dreams instead of cyclops and ryu shaking hands on the cover of x-men versus street fighter i think it's going to be ryu and goku probably doing a fist bump or shaking hands or something like that
1: very cool that's awesome
0: yeah i think that's how you got to do this and now goku's from the original dragon ball but i'm obviously going to use the dragon ball z uh version of goku i don't want to do it where it's like Goku Super, like I don't want Goku Super Saiyan, Goku Super Saiyan Blue, Goku. No,
1: it's all it's
0: it's all one guy, and there's got to be some sort of mechanic in there where he can power up by using an energy bar. Maybe Goku has a special thing where he just powers up, and he can finally get to all those things. Maybe his Ultra Combo is he turns into Ultra Instinct Goku and does something crazy, and then he has that power for longer. Odd pick, but uh, I put in I put in uh tron bon in the capcom side so i'm going to put bulma in here bulma in some sort of mech suit maybe maybe she's got a gun maybe she's got some kind of cannon. and i think that could be kind of fun putting piccolo from dragon ball uh, i've got vegeta obviously from dragon ball z gohan from dragon ball z frieza from dragon ball z oh yes frieza mm, yes now leave me with my balls i want to, I caress, want to them. caress them that was actually in an episode Actually, yes. in an episode. Correct. I've, I've not, al-
1: that was not just joined up improv. No,
0: no. That that was actually in an episode. I've got uh, Califa, uh from Dragon Ball Super, who is... Wiz uh,
1: whiz ca- whiz Califa, Wiz Califa. yeah. Um,
0: Califla is a... All, all the Saiyans in Dragon Ball are named after vegetables. So she's clearly named after Cauliflower. She's a Saiyan from an alternate universe where Planet Vegeta wasn't destroyed. But hot they topic. never learned... Yeah, Hot Topic. So they never learned how to go full-on Super Saiyan. So she she works with go she's kind of like broly from dragon ball but like a woman and from a different universe and actually i think she might they might know how to go super saiyan it's been a while since i watched it i've also got the main like villain for a while from dragon ball super jiren uh um, who's who's new and powerful and everyone likes him and then from one piece i've got luffy who's like the main character of one piece uh, here, kind yeah of like,
1: here's where you're gonna get stuff i just don't know. i know. Just go, yeah. go off now. yeah go i'm off. gonna
0: go off i'm gonna go off don't worry luffy is like this uh super stretchy wacky like Character yep. he can have a little bit of that dulcian magic in there with his stretchy limbs. I've got Nami from One Piece. I've got Zoro from One Piece, who are they're all pirates. One Piece is a pirate show. Zoro, yeah, Zoro, not the Zoro, a The Zorro. Gay Blade? No, no, not.
1: <laughs> can you make Zoro the Gay Blade an unlockable character? Yeah, why not? I want to be specific. He you must know, be called Zoro the Gay Blade.
0: You know, I've never watched that movie, but it's it was o- stupid. It was always on. <laughs> On like the you know the channel menu.
1: It's not a movie that could get made now, but it's charming in like that Mel Brooksian way. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's George Hamilton, baby.
0: I never seen it. So this
1: All is right, so good got to Story know. The Gay Blade. Who else you got?
0: Yes, I've got. And then we're going to get into Naruto. So I've got Naruto. I've got Sasuke. I've got Kakashi. And I've got their Sakura, uh, who is Sakura Haruno, who will probably have the whole name like that. Uh, Sakura Haruno. You so You have
1: two Sakuras.
0: Yeah, but that's the problem with anything involving anime is that there's always multiple soccerers. You don't have two guiles. We can make that work, though.
1: One soccer has got to go. I guess I. Replace her with Zoro the Gay Blade.
0: I guess I have to replace. I'll replace. I I think I have to replace Capcom soccer in this sense. What? I don't (laughs) know. It's popular. I know she's popular, but, you know, what can you do?
1: All right, um, keep going.
0: I've got from Naruto, I've got Madara. I've got Boruto from Boruto, who's Naruto's son. I've got Yugi from Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, I've got Yusuke Urameshi. Oh,
1: you had my interest. <laughs> now you have my attention. Yep, I've got Yu-Gi-Oh. So the Yu-Gi-Oh Yugi characters are in here.
0: Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh is a Shonen Jump comic. So is it
1: just Yugi that you have?
0: Let's put Yugi. Let's put Pegasus. Uh, yeah, let's put
1: I insist you make Pegasus a character. Seto Kaiba. Oh, and Kaiba for
0: sure. <laughs> Kaiba with the blue eyes, white dragon, everything. Of pot of greed. Someone's getting hit with a pot of greed.
1: We're getting a Yu-Gi-Oh! episode coming up. Oh, sure.
0: please. Um, <laughs> I've got Yusuke from yu Yuhaka Show. I've got Kenshin from Aroni Kenshin. I've got Ichigo and Ruka from Bleach. I've got Dio and Jotaro from jo- uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. From My Hero Academia, I've got Deku. I've got Bakugo. I've got All Might. I've got Uravati, Yeah. Um, and uh, Shoto Todoroki, who is like this guy, is like half, he does like half fire and half ice. He's very interesting. I've got Gon from Monster X, uh, Hunter x Hunter. Arale from Dr. Slump, who's this little robot girl. Um, she's uh, Akira Toriyama's thing he did before Dragon Ball. From Demon Slayer, I've got Tanjiro and Nezuko. Um, Fist of the North Star, I've got the lead character, Kenshiro, who is famously known for telling people they're already dead uh after he punches them and they try to fight him back he looks at them and says you're already dead in japanese and then they explode uh i've got uh, the lead character ryuk from death note i've got yuji itadori from Jujutsu kaisen uh the main character yo asakura from shaman king and last but not least the main character from ultimate muscle or as it's known in japan kanikaman so i just wanted it to be this wacky over the top million point combo capcom versus shonen jump fighting game and i think it could be a lot of fun
1: well that's, i'm that's simply it. over i'm simply overwhelmed
0: <laughs> yeah and i think our listener There's base so many characters. i think our listener base will also be overwhelmed but I I didn't want to sit and explain every character. If you know the characters, you know them. If you don't know them, I'm very sorry. Like I said, it was a niche of a niche of a niche. And uh, I appreciate, Jordan. um,
1: Well, I I think some people are thrilled. I I knew a handful of those characters. I wasn't totally lost.
0: Well, that's good. Hopefully your favorite out there on the internet made the cut. But uh, that's my pitch. It's it's Shonen Jump All-Stars or Jump All-Stars versus Capcom very anime style i want it to look like a cartoon i want it to play like a cartoon and i want it to be just ridiculous and fun and i want there to be giant super combos i want goku yeah. to hit people with the spirit bomb all the jazz
1: i asked you of this on a previous pitch from another episode when we last did street fighter are you looking to oh i actually actually i asked you this question on the slam masters episode because you were you were borrowing from a lot of different properties. Are you looking to acclimate to any one particular art style or is because this comes from such a variety, you're just like, nah, everybody just looks like what they look like?
0: I think, I think what you want to do is you want to kind of take a look at the Dragon Ball fighters and the Marvel versus Capcom two art styles. And I think you want to like really hone in on that. Each of these characters from, from the jump stuff can have a different vibe and I want them to look like the characters as best they can, but I do want a uniformity to a degree.
1: Okay. Yeah, uh, it's tough because I we have so many. Well, but you know what? But many of these are of a style. So yeah, yeah of that's, course that's cool. Yeah,
0: um, of course, right. and 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 they all work together. So, so that's my pitch.
1: I love it. That was awesome. Well,
0: thank you very much, and uh, I think that's all we got for today. So we went crazy. We took you for a ride, and we had a lot of fun. So ultimate Shenron in my life, Jordan Hugh. Thank you so much
1: for the dark stalker of my heart, Mike Staub. Yeah, it was good. Okay, that was good. Yeah. I
0: like that. that I love right the- that
1: was that was off the cuff. That wasn't no. prepared.
0: Yeah, I know it's good when you don't prepare it. It's it, it's more genuine. But we'll see you next time with more stuff here. in how about this? We got a lot of great episodes for you coming up. And uh, stay tuned as we do more and more. Have a good fight. One. Fight. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of How About This, where Jordan and I talked about the Capcom versus series. So be sure to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash howaboutthispod or find us on Instagram at howaboutthispod. Please be sure to share, like, subscribe, leave a comment, argue with us in the comment section, share it with your friends, let everyone know because that makes this show that much more visible. And we'll see you next time with a whole new episode of How About This.